Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. The culture war continues. Great to have you. Elon Musk becoming the owner of Twitter. That has changed things. I've added five or 600 people just today. Um, people are being seen. I'm seeing what they're posting. They're seeing what I'm posting. It's a different world when it's, a, when it's a, an equal balance. A lot of lefties are triggered and they're running away from the, from the website. It's so stupid. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you not want there to be fair play? Carrie, this would almost be like, let's say you and I are in a softball league, right? Okay. And you're on one team. I'm on the other. My team starts the game with five runs. And now let's play the game. Mm, that doesn't seem very fair at all. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because that's not how it works. Can't well, if we both started zero zero, that would trigger me. I would not feel like I was visible. I would not feel as though I were somehow included. I need five runs to start the game. No. Or else I'm going to cry and scream and pull my hair out. Well, you can sit and cry all you want, but that's not going to, it's not going to, how we're going to play the game. I mean, obviously, you get the comparison because the left has always been seen. They've been visible. They've been um, allowed to go viral. You know, people with 500 followers could get 19,000 retweets, whereas I've got 112,000 followers, I get nine retweets. Um, it just wasn't fair. Now, I don't want it to be imbalanced and, and get revenge by giving me a bunch of follows and stuff. I just want people to be able to find me. They go on Twitter. They should be able to find my account. Here's something interesting, because you were talking earlier that people were canceling their accounts. I'm getting emails from people saying, I, I was never on Twitter. I just joined today. Yeah, or they were reinstating their, you know, reinstating their accounts. Right. Yeah. I mean, because you're beaten down enough. You're like, oh, why would I keep going back to this website mm-hmm. that doesn't allow me to be seen? So it's, right. it's all very interesting. If you're just joining us, Elon Musk did, in fact, make an offer, and it was accepted. Either 43 or $44 billion. I've seen reports in both numbers. Um, what's a billion dollars between friends, right, Carrie? I mean, please, a billion here, you know. Yeah, it's a big deal. Trump change. Thank you. So we've got that for you. And the reason why I bring that up is the story Carrie's got, and I'll, I'll play this song in a second, but the, the story that Carrie's got, actually, I mean, this is, this is the woke versus the free speech. If you're woke, you don't believe in free speech. If you believe in free speech, you are not woke. I'll expand upon that in a second on a Monday. The question is, did Elon Musk take over today? No. He bought it, and it's his. But I think, Carrie, I could be wrong. I think it's six months. Yeah, it's going to be sometime this year. Yes. Yeah. But they did put a provision in place that that changed all of the software so that people who were working there before they like, you know, remember once when Trump was deleted from Twitter mm-hmm. and it was somebody who was working there overnight yes. that was quitting and her last thing she wanted to do was delete his account? Yeah. So, so they can't do they that want to make sure now? that can't happen. No, right. they cannot. So that's good. But no, he won't take so. over the actual operation, I think, for six months. But he's going to, of course, oversee everything. And very smart to have that software in place to stop these disgruntled employees from going nuts. The new software put in place. I would have to assume, is allowing people to be visible. 
the software stopping. I mean, I don't know if you can flip a switch and change the algorithms. I don't think so. But he's also made many claims in the past couple of months that he's going to make all the algorithms transparent. How does it work? Why does it work? Why are they doing it? Um, so I, I, either I'm seeing an increase in how many people I'm getting to join and, and who see my stuff. I guess people are re-engaging with Twitter now that they think that it's going to be better, which I hope it will be. But uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to see the wholesale changes for six months, which is interesting to me. Because it's already been very good day one, which is which is odd because you don't expect that. I wake, I expect to wake up and either I gained you know thirty people or I lost three hundred, depending on what Twitter decided overnight. But we've seen a steady gain throughout the day and people actually responding to what it is that I'm saying, and I'm sure everybody is getting that same sort of virality. So you've got the unwoke. Elon Musk is not woke. He wants free speech, and let me say it again, and I mean this. If you are somebody who lives in a world of free speech, you are not woke. If you're woke, you don't believe in free speech. You believe that you can decide which speech should be acceptable. You've got to be careful for trigger words and everything else. Well, you've got a story, because I really do see this like an Elon Musk versus Google now. Mm -hmm. The unwoke versus the woke because Google's going to help you write your next paper. Is that the story? Yeah, well, if your face doesn't hurt now, it will. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Google has rolled out a new inclusive language function that's intended to steer its users away from what it deems to be politically incorrect words like landlord and mankind. Google Docs introduced the woke feature this month that shows pop-up warnings to people typing in words or phrases considered to be non-inclusive, such as policeman, fireman, or housewife. And the online word processor's algorithm will alert them, and their chosen terms may not be inclusive to all readers, and then goes a step further by suggesting alternative, more inclusive words to use. For example, it might suggest humankind instead of the gendered mankind or police officer instead of policeman. And the new AI-powered language feature called assistive writing has been widely panned by critics who have accused the search engine of being both intrusive and preachy. Vice writers found that when they attempted to type in words like annoyed and motherboard, the seemingly innocuous terms were flagged for being insufficiently inclusive. And meanwhile, a transcription of an interview with former Ku Klux Klan leader David Duke, where he uses the N-word and says a host of other reprehensible things about black people, raised no red flags. Google's popular free online document editor raised issues with Martin Luther King Jr.'s iconic I Have a Dream speech, suggesting the civil rights leader should have replaced the fierce urgency of now with the intense urgency of now. Google Docs algorithm also took issue with President John F. Kennedy's use of the phrase for all mankind in his inaugural address and hopefully suggested swapping it for all humankind. And even Jesus Christ did not get a pass from the search engine with the writing feature taking a swipe at the use of the word marvelous in the Sermon on the Mount, suggesting the Son of God should have used lovely instead. I'm sorry, what? Jesus wasn't good enough for this thing? No. What is wrong with the word marvelous? No idea. I... Uh, MLK I, wasn't good enough for them? No. No. Carrie, what, what am President I missing President Kennedy, I, I'm telling you, this makes your face hurt. Annoyed? No. What is wrong with that word? Would you agree, factually speaking, that if you're woke, you don't believe in free speech? Yes. And if you believe in free speech, you can't be woke. Yes. I mean, it's really kind of simple. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure why this isn't easily understood. We've seen for years now people protesting to try to shut down free speech and actually literally 
resorting to violence to shut people up. And when you ask them about it, they say it's okay. We do believe in free speech, just not violent speech. So they think they can be violent with something that they've deemed violent speech that isn't violent at all. I don't know if there's any violent speech, to be honest with you. Um, because speech is just words. But even saying that, who's using this? What, why do you think Google thought there was a need to have this writing companion that would go through and stop you from saying mankind or motherboard? What's wrong with motherboard? You have to say mother or fatherboard? Or human board. What's wrong with landlord? Is, is that that's a thing? I'm not woke. Because so. let me be as clear as I can, Carrie. Mm. If I own the land, I am therefore the lord of the land. That's <laughs> <laughs> a call me as such. <laughs> you know? It's just so stupid. I mean, why, why are we having this discussion? We've got 30, 40, 50, 60% increases in violent crimes mm. in our inner cities. We've got people buying $6 million mansions who swear they're for black lives, and they're not. They're for their own lives, and they happen to be black. We've got people who are dying because of how how our country and its value system is decaying. And we've got Google, one of the most powerful corporations on the planet, giving you the option to have a woke algorithm go through your your speech or your document or your hypothesis and fix it? I'm sorry. If Jesus says it's marvelous, then it is marvelous. Don't do you not, say marvelous not, on my show. Do not change. I will say marvelous all day. Racist. Because there's nothing wrong with the word marvelous. What do you like, Christ? Yes. Anyway, so, <laughs> yes, it's just yes. I mean, shouldn't they, listen, I know why they're saying mankind is no good because it allegedly isn't inclusive, but it is. Man comes from human. We all fall into that. They talk. They took off the hue, or in New York, they would say you. They just say human in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, not yeah, good yeah. enough, though. Not but they do. You, you just get, it's just, it covers everybody. Mankind includes, you have to say humankind? Yeah. Yes, you do. You have to say man and woman kind? Human kind. And the whole motherboard thing, I don't understand. I thought that we were, look, if you're going to be woke, you should stop talking about the patriarchy, which is man. If it's called a fatherboard and you want to call it a motherboard, I understand your argument. It would be stupid. what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Carrie, this week, you know that Apple put out the pregnant man emoji. Yes. Yeah, I saw. Did you see what Elon Musk did with it? I did. Yes. Come on, dude. Come on. He made a direct comparison to that and a picture of Bill Gates. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um, very funny. So if I ever had somebody speak to me in English that way, that was all woke and all every verb, every noun, every pronoun, every every dangling participle. Can I say dangling participle or is no, that? No, you can't. No. You probably can't. You're white, you're male, you're straight. You can't. That's, that's you right. And can't. Christian. I'm, I'm in big trouble. Ooh, um, yeah. Every part of the sentence structure has to somehow include everybody. And if it doesn't, yeah. then you're in big trouble. Right. This is right. I got to tell you, listen, this Elon Musk thing on Twitter could not have come at a better time. Because let's go ahead and, ha- let's go ahead and, ha- and I don't mean <sighs> this a war in literal sense where we're killing each other. Let's have this value this woke versus free speech war right now let's get it done let's do this through words let's do it through websites let's do it through talk shows like this let's do it through the callers who are going to call in now let's have that let's have that combat without physical combat dumbasses who think i mean take up arms i'm not saying that 
Let's have that verbal combat. Let's really go through this and make a decision. Because either the First Amendment says what it says or it doesn't. And are there restrictions? Sure. But the restrictions aren't on mankind, marvelous, and landlord. That's just stupid. Stupid! 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pag Show. 888-941-PAGS. It's your Monday edition. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. It's the woke versus the free speech crowd. It really is, and they're separate. You cannot be woke and be for free speech. You're not. And if you think you are, you're lying to yourself, or you've been indoctrinated to believe something that doesn't work. All right? Oh, by the way, a lot of great guests this week. Devin Nunes tomorrow. He is the boss over at Truth Social. Former U.S. congressman, always a target of the left. Be very interesting to see what his take is on Twitter, um, knowing that he's still building truth. Dinesh D'Souza on Wednesday. Looks like Ted Poe's coming on Wednesday. Michael Franzis is back on Friday. Uh, the former mob boss, he is, um, he's got a brand new book out called Mafia Democracy that you're going to want to get your hands on, okay? So we're going to do all that and then some even more guests that we're working on as well. Meantime, let me tell you about Stamps.com. You have a small business, been telling you about Stamps.com. Inflation isn't doing any favors right now. Harder than ever to stay profitable. Look for ways to cut costs. You could do so by using Stamps.com to mail and ship and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS and UPS. It's a great way and an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and USPS or UPS shipping services you need. At your computer, save up to 30% of USPS, 86% off of UPS, whether you're an office sending out invoices, an Etsy shop sending your products, or a warehouse uh, shipping out truckloads of orders, Stamps.com is the mailing and shipping solution that you need. Go right now, start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com, keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter code PAGS. Stamps.com, code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Make that happen and make it happen right now. We go to uh, Dennis in California. Dennis, talk to me. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hey, thanks for being a voice out there for everyone. Do the best I can. Thank you. Yep. Uh, So I was thinking that it seems like what we're going through as a, a country is almost similar to the Stockholm Syndrome. We're lied to, we're abused by politicians, uh, the woke crowd, uh, pick a, a party. And what happens is we keep voting them in, like the Stockholm Syndrome people keep staying with the abusers. It's really our responsibility if we don't like how it is at a school board, a senator, a president, whatever, for us to stand up and vote them out. But Dennis, I I get this all the time from people in your state, people in Washington state, people in New York state who say we can't 
There are too many blue here. We cannot physically vote them out. We are stuck. There's nothing we can do. They throw their hands up. What would you suggest? Well, you give up, you might as well just stay in bed. Uh, I don't believe in giving up the fight. I believe that it's our duty as American citizens to fight the good fight. We agree. Or, or we just surrender and go home. I, I don't I don't understand that mentality. Yeah, we're outnumbered here, but uh, we didn't start out that way, and we don't have to end up that way. Dennis, I'm with you. I appreciate the phone call. Very well said. You know, he's right. Um, California was never going to go Republican, and then Schwarzenegger won. Um, New York was never going to go Republican, and Pataki won. You know, these, these changes can happen, and dire times really do affect change. And it's dire. The crime issue is dire. The inflation issue is dire. The energy issue is dire. The free speech issue is dire. It's time now to say, listen, I'm going to put my politics aside and I'm going to hold my nose and vote for the opposite of what we have now because what we have now simply doesn't work. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Uh, Carrie, I've got to get this story about this. I think we've been covering this football coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a minute and a half, two minutes. If you don't mind, fill us in. He's not done fighting, is he? No, he's not. This is from CBS News. It was after watching the sports film Facing the Giants that Joseph Kennedy, then a new coach for the Bremerton High School football team in Washington State, was inspired to pray. And so after coaching his first game for the Bremerton Knights in August 2008, Kennedy walked to the 50-yard line on the battlefield, the retired U.S. Marine says, and took a knee to offer a prayer of gratitude. It began with the coach alone, briefly thanking God after the final whistle for keeping the players safe for fair play and for spirited competition. But soon enough, the number of players gave Gathering alongside Kennedy after games grew to include a majority of the team, though participation varied. At least one at least one parent said his son felt compelled to participate out of fear he would lose out on playing time. And soon enough, the prayers by Kennedy, himself a graduate of Bremerton High School, evolved into motivational speeches with religious references. For seven years, Kennedy continued his practice of praying on the field with no issues. But in September 2015, the Bremerton School District learned he was doing what he was doing when an opposing team's coach told Bremerton High School's principal. Kennedy asked his players to join him for the postgame prayer, saying he thought it was pretty cool the district would allow such activity, according to court records. That observation by the opposing coach served as the catalyst for a years-long battle between Kennedy and the school district, the venue for which shifted from the gridiron to the courts when the coach lost his job after defying directives to end his practice of praying on the field. Kennedy argued he was engaging in constitutionally protected religious expression, and on Monday, the United States Supreme Court will weigh his bid to get his coaching job back and be allowed to pray at midfield after games. I mean, that's a big deal. Supreme Court says we're going to hear it. Supreme Court right now, you would believe, is 6-3 conservative. Not so sure that's true, but that's allegedly the split. John Roberts has been leaning left a little bit, but you should have enough to say, of course you get the First Amendment right to worship as you see fit. He's not hurting anybody. He's never said you're excluded if you don't come and, and pray with me. Any, any student or any athlete who thought, I might be left out if I don't go and pray, simply had to ask the coach, will I be left out if I don't, if I don't pray? And the coach would have given him the answer, no. I don't want the coach to leave anybody out who doesn't pray. There are people of different religions, but for him to want to hit a knee, no matter where it happens to be in the community, and tell him you can't, you know, praying for a good outcome or praying for nobody to get hurt or praying after the game, that doesn't make any sense according to our Constitution. I can't wait to see what the Supreme Court does with this. Carrie, I appreciate that. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, Cray News with K. When we come back, stay here. Joe Pags. 
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have back this young lady. She, of course, writes for the Daily Caller, part of our family here. She is uh, Kay Smythe, Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm so sweaty, Joe. It is so hot in North Carolina. Hmm. It is obnoxious. I'm not ready for this this summer. I didn't move here for this. I miss the desert, but I don't miss California. How are you? It shows that we're friends because normally you'd say fine. How are you? But no, I got the sweaty. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said I'm sweaty was the answer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, uh, in North Carolina, I visited not, not too long ago in North Carolina. They had air condition there. Have you looked into air conditioning? You look like you're inside of a place. Well, I would have put the air conditioning on, but every time I do the news for you, you're like, what's that humming in the background? And then everyone thinks that you're being mean to me and I have to do the AC No, I think last time it was the fan on your computer or something. Like, what are all the noises going on? Then there's a cat that a walks by. No, yeah. listen, uh, so you'll be sweaty for this interview and then you can get some AC going. I appreciate you. Yeah. i uh, got to get into some stories here. Um, you don't ever, ever, never, never, ever, ever, never really hear about hepatitis anymore. Not that it's gone. It's not. People still have it. There are different levels of hepatitis, different treatments for hepatitis. But you never really hear about, okay, there's an outbreak of hepatitis. But you found one. Where is this? So, uh, Joe, this is a global outbreak of hepatitis. So we're not just looking at um, one particular country here. It's about 11 different countries spread between here in the Americas and then over in Europe. So there's been about just over 160 cases. Uh, We've had one death. We've had at least 17 need uh, liver transplants. Now, here's where the story gets a little bit scary and very sad is that all of these cases are in children aged between about a month old and then about 17 years old. What so, the? and we have no idea where this is coming from. Like science, they're still trying to determine where this act- actual outbreak has come from. Cause you're right. Like, I-, I don't know about you, but like I've been vaccinated against hepatitis, like all the versions that you can get right. um, vaccinated against. And so I don't know why we've had this outbreak. Um, I know that there were about nine children in Alabama, uh, several of whom needed uh, liver transplants, and then uh, two actually here in North Carolina so far. So uh, I I guess the big message for your listeners today, especially if they do have children, is, uh, you know, if your kids are coming home with sort of like symptoms of like jaundice, um, if they're coming home and just like not really generally feeling well, just 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 keep an eye out okay it's probably not hepatitis but you never know with these outbreaks i just think it's something that people should be aware of as we sort of go through these changing seasons you know like i don't know if you guys can see but i'm very pink because i got very sunburned this weekend and uh you know my body's reacting to it again today and um i think it's just one of those times where I don't know. I'm, I'm not a parent, but I take care of a lot of my friends' kids. Right. And, you know, kids get very complainy during the summer when it starts getting warm. But let's just take it a little bit more seriously this year. Uh, and hepatitis, normally we can find patient zero. Normally we can find the source of it. Hey, somebody was dirty or unwashed or unclean or whatever at the burger joint. And then we go and, and, and we say, okay, this is where you got it. Let's say anybody who went to that burger joint should go and get checked out now. You're saying that we can't even do that? No, we can't even do that. And that's because it's it's literally 11 different countries, Joe. Um, I think Israel was pretty hard hit. Uh, the UK, wow. there was about 140 cases in the UK. I've never even, like, I've, I've never even met someone who's gotten hepatitis. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, usually you can sort of trace it back to a person or a thing. And uh, that's, I guess, what the World Health Organization is trying to do right now. But it's just, it's a very bizarre outbreak. 
It's a very bizarre outbreak, given how scattered it is and given that it's pretty much just affecting children. It's amazing. It's Case Mife. Go to CaseMife.com. Uh, also go to the Daily Caller. Check out her stories. They usually trend uh, towards the top. Follow her everywhere on social media at K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. Let's go to Elon Musk buying Twitter. It's so funny to watch the heads explode, figuratively, of the left on Twitter. Bye, Felicia. We're all leaving, exiting Twitter. I mean... We didn't all do that when they were squelching us for all these years. We still stuck it out and and still tried to mix it up. What are they so afraid of, Katie, you think? And what sort of reaction do you expect on a global scale now that Twitter might be in the hands of somebody who wants it really to be a platform where you can say whatever you want? So I think it's two things really here, Joe. You know, the first one to your first uh, sort of question I mean, the left just needs something to complain about. You know, they live in in a country that they can literally from their phones get anything and everything they need they have right. some of the best like healthcare in the world um leftists need something to complain about because their lives are too easy so today we're going to complain about elon musk buying twitter which i think as an immigrant and he's also an immigrant i think that's i think that's pretty darn cool um i think it's uh, pretty rock and roll as far as i'm concerned right now what do i think is going to happen well my hope joe is that he deletes twitter because i think it's an app i just i just hate social media as you know i yes. don't think we ever should have left the cave as a species <laughs> twitter is as you know has come as a result of us leaving the cave and um i think it's completely redundant but i depend on it for work so i have to keep using it for as long as i uh, keep working as you know most of us do So, uh, yeah, my hope is that he deletes it. Um, I I tweeted about that earlier, uh, which is ironic. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. More free speech. Okay, $44 billion. He's not going to delete it. Uh, You know, that's not 44 cents. But um, uh, for for your work, which is so important, um, what if people could see your stories? They already trend very high as it is. You already get great, you know, virality as it is. What if people could actually see it? And I'll tell you this. I don't know what's going on, and I don't think Elon Musk bought it and said, hey, take all the filters out and the squelching off of Joe Pags. I've gained 300 people today. I mean, that's a lot for me because they slow roll me on Twitter, as mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, what if, and I don't want more privileges than, you know, some idiot on the left, some Jake Tapper. I, I don't want that. I just want equality in the ability yeah. to be part of the town square and say something. Wouldn't that change? Isn't it going to change the life of you specifically and maybe the entities like Daily Caller and Tucker Carlson and Fox News and Newsmax want to change them, want to change their availability now that people will be able to actually see them? I actually think it's going to be a lot bigger than that, Joe. I think, you know, sort of all joking aside, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, the 2000 Mules documentary. Let's just use this as an example, right? It's been squelched across all social media. No one wants to hear about it. No one wants to talk about it. I had a video taken down today where I interviewed um, someone about this documentary about, uh, yeah, it's it's election fraud, really, right? Right. And so what I think is probably going to happen if we do actually get that freedom that Elon Musk has been promising is we are going to see a sharp deluge of information that is far more focused on the conservative right or the centrist right in this country. You know, we have been the silent majority for so long. And I think that if we just let Twitter go as sort of like a regular platform that isn't censored, um, so long as we don't have like, you know, a deluge of like Russian bots and stuff getting in there. 
Um, I think we're going to, uh, I think the silent majority is going to become the loud majority. And I think projects like, you know, the 2000 Mules, for example, that's finally going to get into the sort of public realm. And hopefully we can put a stop to communism in this country. Elon Musk might literally have stopped communism by buying Twitter. Like, and, I'm and just really going to hope about it. for the best here. Let this sink in, K. Smythe. He only did it, I believe. He was pushed over the edge, I believe, because they squelched the Babylon Bee. Can you imagine... If they just don't censor or suspend the Babylon Bee, we might not be talking about this today. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that wild? But I think it's also, again, like, I just think it's so rock and roll. Like, he's just like, I'll just buy it. Like, how much is it? And he just went and did it. Like, it's so cool. I don't know. There's just so many different ways you can think of a feel about it. And I think it's going to have a lasting, my hope is that it has a lasting positive effect. I don't know. You and I could be talking about this from prison in a few years' time. Because everything's gone horribly wrong. And the left is right this whole time. But I highly (laughs) doubt it. And they're going to arrest us, you know, because we have an opinion. It's Case Mythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. Follow everything she does on Daily Caller. She's on Newsmax TV. She's here on the Joe Pag Show as well. Well, one last thing. Had Elon Musk owned Twitter in 2020, Trump would have won rather easily because we all would have known about Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, everybody, everybody colluded to stop that information from, giving, get, from getting out. And if I take him at his word, and I do, Musk would not have done that. And I think that's going to be a sea change with this being an election year as well. Let's talk about the, the house in Virginia that sells. And they got a little something extra, a little added value, didn't they? So every day, Joe, I swear to goodness, every day I write one story where I'm like, is this real life? And so this one, so there's a house right in Virginia. Um, yes. It's a five bed, four bath. Nice. And the listing says, uh, you guys have to acknowledge if you're going to buy this place, beautiful home, um, you guys have to acknowledge that there is someone living in the basement. Uh, they do not have a lease. They are squatting here. And uh, no, no, hold on, hold on. It sounded like you said somebody lives in the basement. Somebody lives in the basement of this property. Well, now, how is that okay, Kay? I'm not sure I understand. I mean, wouldn't he have to leave upon the sale of the house? So actually, it's a woman. And um, no, under because she's been squatting there for so long. She's been squatting there for about three years. Basically, the family of the chap who owns the home is an elderly gentleman. Okay. He hired this woman to uh, allegedly like clean the house. She was worried that she didn't have anywhere to stay. And so he was like, oh, yeah, you can live in my basement. And she's been living there ever since. And so he is now um, very ill. He's probably going to have to go into hospice, according to uh, the report that I've seen. And so the family is selling the home for, and it, it, I, say, I say selling the home, this home sold with the squatter in it. Oh, they took the squatter. The, they said, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come no, on. They got over $800,000 for this property with the squatter. It probably would have gone for over a million. It's that gorgeous. But um, I, uh, if, if they didn't have someone living in the basement. Um, can can but, they not evict her? Can they, I mean, she doesn't have a lease. Why can't they just escort her out? Because it's pretty expensive to evict someone. Like, it's not just like a kind of, oh, here's an eviction notice. It's pretty expensive. And this family couldn't afford to do it. So they're hoping that the new owner of the home uh, will go through that eviction process. Uh, which, you know, wow. <laughs> wouldn't you? Yes, I would go through the process without a doubt. It is uh, case Smythe. S-M-Y-T-H-E. Go to CaseMythe.com. Check her out on Daily Caller on Newsmax. You were on a, like an hour earlier this, this um, uh, yesterday. Um, was, was that something that you found out later? Because we've been saying 8.30 Eastern. It was like 7.50, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 7.50. Um, I don't know why that was. I think they had uh, I think they had a big guest coming in after okay. me. 
And I I went down to Wilmington this weekend in North Carolina, beautiful place, highly yeah. recommend it for a vacation. Yeah. And um, I guess all my I got all my stress out because everyone was telling me that I was really, really, really nice on Newsmax this weekend. <laughs> Even Carl was like, this didn't get as fiery. And then they played one of my other clips on gun control where I lost my mind. So you know, they, they made up for it later in the show. They don't want the chill K. All right. Uh, one, one last question. You You lived in L.A. for a long time. I know some actors that you've dated. You have people in your circle that are actors and actresses. Um, and you see these relationships. And I want to use one, one, one for an example. Kevin Klein is married to, to what's-her-face. Penelope, what's-her-face. What, what is her? I can't think of her name now. No Boy, she was, she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'm, I'm going to think about it later, and I'm going to be mad that I didn't know it. But she was a, an up-and-coming actor, very, very pretty actress. And, um, and she was, I think, A-list. She was moving up and moving up. They got married. He continued acting. You don't see her do anything anymore. Is that the only way that two actors that are both successful can successfully have a relationship that one backs away? Because um, we're, we're seeing Johnny Depp and, and, and what's your name, Heard. Um, Amber Heard. I, I keep calling her Amanda. It's Amber Heard. So we're seeing that, and that just didn't work. There are two A-type personalities, or at least one was, and very violent, very negative, very you know, attacking. Is that, what, is that your experience, seeing these people try to have a relationship? I mean, I think if you want to become a successful actor, there's got to be something slightly not right there, right? Like right. anyway, like underlying, you've got to be a special sort of egomaniac to think my dream is to stand in front of a camera, say words that someone else wrote for me, move my body in such a way that someone else is telling me to so I can make loads of money and have fans. I mean, we're also talking about like two actors who don't even want to do stage work. Like, I have a huge amount of respect for actors who do stage work. That's yeah. kind of my metric. Um, these are not the sharpest tools in the shed, shall we say. <laughs> and um, I feel like, in my experience, when you have someone who is unbelievably successful, like Johnny Depp yeah. is, was, um, I think still is, and then when you have someone who's sort of skyrocketing to fame, like Amber Heard, what you get is that it stops being about the acting and it starts being about the fame around the relationship. Okay. And that's when you, you know, that's when things are just going to start to fall apart. Like I have friends who are, most of my friends who are in successful marriages. Um, I will say this for comedians. I will say this for actors. Um, it's usually good to be with someone who is maybe in the industry so they understand, but is not an actor. I'm talking okay. like producers, writers, things like that. And when you get home, like you are, you know, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a parent, you are not the person who's, you know, going to get chased down by the paparazzi. Right. Um, but pretty much all the, like, for example, all the comedians I know uh, who are in successful marriages, they say, you know, my wife keeps me alive, she keeps me anchored. And, or my husband, well, I don't actually know any female comedians <laughs> in successful marriages, so I take that back. Um well, I want, no, I want to I think, correct myself here. It's yeah. Phoebe Cates is married to uh, to Kevin Klein. You might not know Phoebe Cates. She was very successful, like I think in the Gremlins or the Goonies or something, and also in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, which is the first movie where I saw Sean Penn. And if you haven't seen that movie, go see it. It's like from the 1980s, and you'll see how we lived in the 1980s. But yeah. um, but uh, that's a successful marriage because she hasn't done much since they got married, and I guess that was her choice not to. One last question. I've only got a quick second here. Um, if Johnny Depp wins... Because he, he was, he's no longer uh, you know, Jack Sparrow. He's no longer in whatever the movie, the Harry Potter spinoff thing was. I mean, he's lost millions upon millions of dollars. Is Hollywood so vain and so shallow that they'll say, oh, he won. Let's put him back in everything. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, everyone's going to be vying to put him in the next film because everyone will go and see, oh, this is the first movie since Donnie, like, Johnny Depp, like, lost the tip of his finger and right. someone did something disgusting in his bed. Like, right. absolutely, like, everyone's going to spend money to go see that. Like, he's going to make a killing. I just think both of them really need to go into therapy and, like, get a regular day job. Yeah, the one picture where he's, like, uh, he's out and, and the ice cream's rolling down his leg he says that, uh, you know, I had a 17-hour day and, uh, and the opiates I took. Almost like it's nothing. You know, it's almost like yeah. this is just part of what we do. And yeah. those two, I don't know why those two ever thought it was going to work out because clearly she still wants to be a bigger success than she is. And he mm-hmm. already was on the top of the mountain. I, I, I think that would be rough anyway, Kay. Uh, it's uh, K-Smythe. Uh, go to K-Smythe.com, S-M-Y-T-H, T-H-E. Dot com and uh, also watch her on Newsmax TV. Check out everything she writes in the Daily Caller. Follow her on all the social media. She's an all-around great person. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. This was great, even though I'm really sweaty. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're back after this. Stay right here. <laughs> this is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot. I don't know why Elon Musk buys Twitter if he's not going to fix it. I think he's going to fix it. I think the fixes will will like a lot of it. We won't like some of it. But it's gonna, he's going to make it a platform again, whereas it's been a publisher for a long time. And publishers decide what's on the platform. Platforms don't have any decision whatsoever. They just sit there and whatever you say, you say and you put it out there. That's the way it should be. Pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Yo. Hi, Polo. What's happening? Talk to me. All right, so hopefully I get this guy's name right. Kerry Elwes. Okay. Is that how you say it? I think it is Elwes. Yeah, he was like the, the prince on Robin Hood or something back in the day. Right. He was in Men in Tights. Okay. And then right, he was right, also right. In, in The Princess Bride. Um, yes. So apparently he had to get airlifted to a hospital because uh, he was doing some gardening and he got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh, no. On, on his hand. And uh, they, said, they said that I guess he made it in time and he's fine. But uh, I guess it was definitely a big scare for him because he had to get airlifted. I don't know what he's done a- at all since then. I mean, he was pretty big like in the early 90s or something. Like, yeah, he was in Days of too, yeah. All right, there you go. That's Polo. That is Sam. I and Joe will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a good night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.